Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Comic Con podcast. Justin, aka Nemesis Prime, for season two, episode 16, recording this on the day after 420, which would make it April 21st, 2022. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about, but of course, I got my man Zach here. What's going on, buddy? What's up, everybody? Yeah, we got a good show today. We've got some great news coming up and then a little outside the box story that's kind of funny that we're going to talk about um but yeah we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today so i'm guessing we should get right into it but i think you have something you want to rant about correct well it's not so much of a rant but i'm sure this is i don't know if this has ever happened to you or anybody out there but have you ever lost a book before okay in terms of like how what do you mean like, so here's here i'll say here's what happened yeah. i took a picture of a book on let's say wednesday and by saturday i couldn't find the book anymore oh like you took a picture to sell it or something uh no i took a picture of it because i was going to post it on instagram and then what happened was last week so what happened was i took a picture of the book on wednesday and on saturday i went to a small show here in new jersey and i found another copy of the book so i was going to post it i was looking for both book copies so Mm -hmm. i could post it for multiple comic monday on instagram but i could not find the second copy so what I did Saturday night before my whatnot sale was literally spend two and a half hours and go through my entire collection thinking that I may have misplaced the book. Like right. maybe I put it in my Star Wars stuff. Maybe I put it in my Marvel, my DC, my indie. So I literally went through about 80% of my collection book by book. I kid you not because it's just like, you know, I buy books, I'll sell books, I'll <clears throat> things I need to swap in and out in my short boxes. So right. I literally could not find this book. And then it was probably maybe 10 minutes before I went live on whatnot. And I'm still like furious. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know where it is. And then boom, what do I remember? I sent it off to our buddy comic enterprises to get pressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you found it. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to me <clears throat> either. So like what, what I've become the habit of doing is whenever I, you know, so I get my weekly books or whatever, and I bag and board them and then I put them in alphabetical order in my storage area. And I'll always like, I'm looking at Batman right now. So let's say Batman issue 130 comes out, right? So Mm -hmm. I'll make sure 129 is there before Mm -hmm. I put it in. Because many times I'll be like, I'll do it. It's happened, you know, occasionally where I'll be like, wait, what the hell? Why is it 128? And I have 130 in my hand. And then something had just happened and I had maybe put 129 like in front of 126 on accident or behind an annual or whatever. So that's Mm -hmm. happened to me quite a bit. And then I do the same thing you do where I go through, God, every single issue to try to find it. Or I've also found that now this is rare, but occasionally like I'll pull out like a stack. So like typically I've got my storage area and then when a run ends, I pull them all out, put them in a side box, which is like my for sale, like everything that's listed Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I might accidentally grab an extra book. And so it might be with Mm. random group over here being sold. And then I may actually accidentally send like a Batman book to someone who bought like magic order or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and then I have to go on eBay and pay like damn near 10 bucks for a book to include shipping, you know? So yeah, shit sucks. It was so bad because like I was looking at the picture and I took the picture, but I knew what I had was, uh, behind it was a slab. So now I'm thinking did I accidentally like put it in the slab bag or did I just like put two, you know, put like the slab, the book, the raw book, and then a slab on top of it and then just put it in wherever all my slabs are. So then again, not only was I going through raw books, I was going through slab books, losing my mind for literally three hours. And I just had to walk away. I messaged uh, our boy Newbie Comics. I said, bro, I was like, I lost this book. And he's like, so 
like, man, just sleep on it. You'll find it. And then boom, I thought about it more. And I was just like, cause then dude, even this, I went to USPS like.com. Cause I was thinking, I was like, I, I took this picture on the 13th. Did I mail anything out? I checked my CBCS orders. I checked my CGC orders, nothing. I'm like, what did I do? And then finally I saw who I shipped something to. And I was like, boom. So I sent it to comic enterprises to get it uh, pressed and sent off to CBCS. So. So what's the book? I mean, it's got to be something. It's um, amazing Spider-Man. It's amazing Spider-Man number 10, the um, Spider-Verse variants. Um, it's got miles on the cover. It's first Spider-Punk. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. And I got it for literally like a steal. Well, the one that I got on Saturday, I got for a steal, but I had another copy that I also got for, you know, really cheap before it blew up, but that book's going crazy. And of course, you know, with the most recent news that uh Spider-Verse is now getting pushed back to 2023. I guess I'm going to be sitting on a lot of Spider-Verse books for a while because I did send in a ton to uh, to get graded. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just sent in that one as well. Ah. The, the spider the Okazaki one. Oh, yeah, the Spider-Punk number one yeah. variant. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's going to be nice. It's going to look nice graded, whether you keep it or sell it. Um, it's going oh, it's going. Stuff. I'm not keeping it. Fuck that. Right. Selling. Sell, sell, sell. So. All right. So let's, let's get, get into articles. Uh, Let's get right into it. Let's uh, since we're talking comic books, let's kind of keep on with the comic books talk. So uh, this one I thought was a very interesting article, and I'm sure nobody's really talking about it because I haven't seen it posted anywhere on Instagram. So over at uh, oopstop.com, that's right, oopstop, uh, Marvel Comics will stop selling and releasing comics in Russia. And this was posted uh, literally this afternoon. So Marvel Comics will suspend corporations cooperations with Russia Publishings for an indefinite term. The relevant information appeared on April 21st in the Rugik Telegram channel. So Nailed some it. Russian channel, I guess. Nailed According it. to the report, Marvel representatives sent letters to the partners from Russia in which they stated that the midsummer, the company would stop selling and renewing their licenses to release comics in Russia. There's no talks of recalling previous released comics after the expiration of the contract. Only the termination of shipments of existing circulations to stores and the eliminations of their remnants. So very interesting that we are now getting now marvel comics is getting political and mm-hmm. gonna stop selling comics over in russia to people who maybe want to read it I, I don't know i don't really i don't really like this you no. know uh it's definitely something that should stay out of the <clears throat> world of comic books right yeah you know what so here's the deal i feel it's so disingenuous in my opinion so okay obviously this is reflecting upon what's going on with russia and the ukraine okay obviously and so mm-hmm. now everyone's on the bandwagon of oh you know and i'm not look i'm not downplaying what's happening over there i think what's happening to the ukrainian people is horrible and you know thoughts and prayers go out to everyone um but where was where was this reaction and where's this where is this reaction currently with china what about the mass genocide that's occurring in china with uh populations over there like why why are we not why is marvel not doing movies and releasing movies in china on their own accord rather than china saying no mm-hmm. um it just it's so disingenuous to me you're picking and choosing what political statements you want to make and what fights you want to battle but there is people all over the world that things are going on and they're surprisingly quiet on that um you know i think it's funny we we were just talking about this offline about the um the Disney thing, the Disney in Florida and the changes that are coming with that. Yep. And I was, I was telling Justin how I'm a big believer in corporations should mind their own fucking business. It's not the responsibility to be social guardians and be worried about what's happening socially uh, and politically in the world. This is like, 
the end result of every apocalyptic movie where a corporation takes over and has too much emphasis in the government. And we all know money corrupts. And those are the people who have the most money. They should mind their own business, focus on their bottom line and their profit and stay the hell out of social politics. I mean, obviously there's some politics corporations have to be a part of that affect their business practices and things like that. That's fine. But social politics, dude, Nike, Disney, Marvel, mind your own business, man. Focus on selling comics and shoes. It's extremely odd. I was blown away when I saw this article today about Marvel Comics just deciding to just stop selling over there. I mean, there's things that have happened over the past 20 years in, in other countries, you right. know, whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, you're going to choose the Ru- the Russian war right now to stop selling comics to them. Right, right. I, I don't get it. But um, just an interesting article. I, I thought that was uh, something that people, you know, maybe want to know about. Because, hell, if you're trying to maybe get some uh, some Russian comics, because there's all, you know, there's a lot of foreign collectors out there. You may be... Uh, you may not see any of those, you know, by, by the end of the year, because, you know, you get a lot of Turkish stuff. You got Italian, Mexico, a lot of those different variants and stuff like that coming out. And I'm I mean, not going to see any Russian things. What's next? Are we are we not going to have characters like Colossus? Are we not going to have Black Widow? Are they going to boycott these characters who are like Russian in origin? <laughs> Black you know Widow. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like we're just like, oh, we support the Ukraine. It is, it's fictional, man. Like yeah. it's crazy, dude. This world is going insane. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's our comic book talk. We have a lot of TV and movie news to talk about. So let's get right into it. Uh, Zach just found a recent article that just got published today. What do we got on uh, some Hawkeye news, right? Yeah, some, uh, well, some Echo news. So mm-hmm. MCU star confirms Hawkeye's Echo spinoff is now filming. So Alaka Cox, who starred in Disney Plus MCU series, Hawkeye reveals that shooting on the upcoming Echo spinoff series has officially begun. So this really isn't much of a surprise. Uh, we all knew Echo was coming. She was a breakout character in the Hawkeye Disney Plus show. And uh, we'd all known even before that this show kind of got greenlit. But in this article, we kind of learned some other, you know, new information that we hadn't, that maybe it's kind of been out there and circulating, but there's definitely strong rumors. So, um, one of the, I believe it was like the costume. Uh, I'm trying to find exactly. Yeah, the resume for the show's costume designer Stacy Caballero appears to have unwittingly revealed that both Daredevil and Kingpin will return in Echo, even though actors Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are not officially attached to the production. So it wouldn't be a surprise to see Vincent D'Onofrio show up in Echo. We saw a strong mm-hmm. correlation and connection between the two of them throughout Hawkeye. We saw the kind of cliffhand, cliffhanging ending in uh, with the two characters in Hawkeye as well. And there's also a massive history, of course, between Daredevil and Echo, not to mention <laughs> Daredevil and Kingpin. And then the recent inclusion of Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home. So um, I hope so, man. I mean, honestly, like I think Echo is a great character, but I've I've always kind of worried about like what what the storyline is. Can she handle her own story? And not necessarily handle her own story, but um, where it's going to go. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I want to see more, you know, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, and I want to see more Kingpin as well. Um, so give give us more and have them show up, and I think that's a great way to keep the characters going. What do you think? Yeah, I think the street-level characters is exactly what the Disney Plus is perfect for. You know, with, mm-hmm. with Kate Bishop, I thought that was the, the perfect series right there. Uh, and, you know, with Echo, it's going to be the same thing. But what I'm surprised about, so if they're already starting filming right now, that means that's going to be pretty much done, I would say, by the summer, the latest. Right. And post-production doesn't really take too long, especially, I would think, on a 
something like that because it is like a street level. So could we get Echo by the end of the year, like late 2022? Or do you think that'll be the first Disney Plus series to come out in 2023? Hmm, I don't know. We're filming that. Do we have a release date right? So right now I'm I'm seeing it's expected for a 2023 release. So no official date. Um, and obviously all this stuff is super fluid as we see, you know, they move things around all the time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what? okay, so Disney Plus next up in terms of Marvel, we've got what? She-Hulk is the Ms. next. Mar- uh, Ms. Marvel's next. That's Ms. Marvel. She-Hulk kind of keeps getting pushed back then. Yeah. So Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, and then Echo, I think, is like our Disney Plus marvel movie or shows that are supposed to be on the docket so mm-hmm. um we did what so two this year no three, uh, kind of three figured, hawkeye no, kind Kate of bled over, right? that, hawkeye was the end of the year so it started because it, it ended at christmas did it okay like, yeah. yeah so you got moon knight this year you had um of course more so obviously the star wars mm-hmm. stuff with book of boba fett and, and star wars visions but right yeah so you know moon knight miss marvel and then she hulk if we definitely get it and then uh yeah i guess the first so that will be i would think that would be the first one to come out right in 2023 because they haven't really announced anything maybe we'll get some more announcements of you know as far as like iron heart and the armor wars and secret invasion secret stuff invasion be, yeah you know stuff more stuff i would say till you know san diego comic-con or um you know whenever marvel or disney does their, their disney days i'm trying to find a, a release date for she hulk I don't even think it's out. I I don't think they don't they don't know because like you said, everything is uh is coming out later and later. So I, all I found is that it is, um, twenty twenty two. Really? You know, okay. Our early speculation was that it was coming out in April, but that's obviously not the case. You yeah, know, I wonder what we the have, deal with that was. You know, we have Moon Knight, and then we have uh, Kenobi, and then Ms. Marvel. So the next mm-hmm. one has to be to keep in line. Uh, you know, of course, with Bad Batch, there's a Bad Batch season two that hasn't been officially announced as far as a date yet. But I would think by May the 4th or Star Wars Celebration, we'll know the exact date. And with Disney Plus always running either Marvel or Star Wars show, yeah. right, it's got to be Andor. the summer. Andor oh, as well. Yeah, Andor too. So I would think, hell, we got to have at least another Star Wars show and uh, Hulk, She-Hulk to fill the void for 2022. Yeah, I mean, and it's always kind of like what? Like there's the, there's, it's almost like the trimester. It's like the first part of the year, there's one. Then we get a summer type one. Then you get like a fall type one. So, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we got Ms. Marvel in the summer, right? It's like July. So yep. when it comes out, June or July. And then She-Hulk maybe in like October-ish time, September, October to take us past that. And it's supposed, well, that one's supposed to be 10 episodes. So you're talking two and a half months there. So maybe, yeah, in the mm-hmm. fall. Unless they drop like multiple episodes, like in Correct, one day, yeah. like which yeah, that's true. And so that always like that'll nine happen. Weeks so. or something, yeah. Yeah, you figure Kenobi is going to be coming out two episodes in one week, so five weeks, right? Yeah, six episodes, yeah. So that's shortened. So, um, yeah, I mean that's interesting, and kind of we'll, we'll keep on the heels of the Disney Plus stuff. So, and this is a huge rumor today. I've seen a bunch of people uh, post about it, and you know it's funny. It's I feel like I'm finally that ter- that I'm that person on the outside when something kind of gets announced or reported rumors and I don't have the book and I see everybody else posting because I feel like for me having like tons of Kanan ones and first Doctor <laughs> Aphra's and like all these other big Star Wars books and all of a sudden I see everybody posting posting about Elsa Bloodstone. So um, over at comicbook.com, the werewolf by night 
Laura Donnelly is reportedly playing Elsa Bloodstone on the Disney Plus project for Werewolf by Night, the uh, the Halloween special. So, um, is this true? Do we know confirmation? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I would love right. to see her show up. You know, she's been a she's a great cult following, and I think that's really what Moon Knight was, right? Moon Knight has has never been that main um, Marvel character. He's always been, he's always just had that cult following and there's a lot of DC characters that are like that. But with Elsa Bloodstone, she's been on teams. She's been her own solo series. She's had little uh, sub series that they've done throughout the years in Marvel, but we've never really had like a long, we've never had an ongoing with her and it's all based on just cult following. I feel like for her. Yeah, true. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put her even remotely close to Moon Knight though. I mean, Moon Knight's had, ongoings like long ongoings and it's been around forever she's been a very much a secondary character for a very long time um but yeah i mean we've heard a lot of the rumors with elsa bloodstone and even uh, lyra bloodstone obviously that death of dr strange book was was pretty hot for a while mm -hmm. um the sister of elsa and yeah it fits in well we're getting a lot of information this werewolf by night Look, I, I don't know if people should be specking like very very hard on this halloween special Right, because I mean, as far as we know, it could just be like a an hour long episode. I mean, it's a special, so they're not talking, they're not posting it like it's a like a series, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So and a lot of stuff would have to happen. Oh, I right. you don't ever know. It could be like a two hour thing. It, it could really like a little made for TV movie type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which would be great. I mean, you have a lot of these characters. It's a perfect way to throw in these lesser known characters and see if there's any appeal and see if anyone like really likes them and wants to see more of werewolf by night, whether it's um, Jack Russell or Jake Gomez or Elsa Bloodstone as well. And, and then go from there. You know, I mean, these are, you're never going to see an Elsa Bloodstone Disney plus show. I don't think unless no. she just crushes it. You know what I mean? No. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to do as a special, you know, how like when they used to do like, uh, you know, this could be like almost like a goosebumps thing or, now, now I'm really showing my age, but like I love when they would do like 30 minute episodes for different shows and they would have like three stories and or, or like even like, you know, Tales from the Crypt would be like an hour yeah. long show, but it had like multiple stories in that one whole episode. OK, like yeah. they could do shorter um, story arcs in this special. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be Elsa Bloodstone and right. Rebel by Night and maybe Ghost Rider throughout the whole season, you know, the whole special they could only be in it for like 15 minutes but it's its own little story arc kind of like how annuals are for like yeah. a lot of comics there's always like multiple stories in that yeah yeah you could do like three stories and then all like have them all somewhat have a same theme or operating in the same like let's say there's an event going on and it's three different perspectives of the event or something like that would be would be pretty cool but i mean it being titled werewolf by night halloween special kind of lends us towards the avenue that it's Werewolf by Night's like the primary character. Oh know? yeah, or like three characters like that, like Elsa Bloodstone. All of them kind of either trying to find out something with Werewolf by Night, right? Right. So yeah. had, if it's Jake Gomez or um, the other one, you'd have you know storyline with Elsa, storyline maybe with like Blade or Moon Knight getting coming back. You never know. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk that Blade might that might be Blade's first appearance coming out, and. uh you know, God forbid that's the first appearance of Ghost Rider. But look, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it if I can get if that's all we can get. But right, Ghost Rider's way better too than big nothing. for that. Yeah, true. I'm hoping for the Ghost Rider. Like I think I was telling you this morning, I'm hoping for a Ghost Rider little cameo or something in Multiverse of Madness. Like, 
kickstart some ghostwriter talk here. I mean, it's the 50th anniversary this year, bro. Like, give us something. Shit. News has got to drop, I think. Especially yeah. that, right? We we talked about this last year with the 50th anniversary and the new series and all the right. stuff that they're doing. You you got to drop some type of news. And, yeah, they're wasting an opportunity here if they don't. And I, I can't remember. Was it you that you said on, on Tuesday night on Lords to show off like a Ghost Rider in, in Doctor Strange? Did you mention that? Feel like... uh, no, that's what I was telling you this morning. Oh, that's right. I knew it was you. I just didn't know when yeah. we were. <laughs> when yeah, we were I was saying how it would have been cool. And we were, we talked about this, you know, um, actually. So we're recording this on Thursday. And last night I was on our friend Michelle from Moonlight Comics YouTube channel. And we did a little spotlight on Ghost Rider myself and uh, um, Alex the Comic Hoarder and Mike uh, SOV Collector and Michelle from Moonlight Comics. And we talked about this and talked about how it would be cool, like, you know, in this multiverse, even if you saw, like, we all saw the covers, how there's been, like, it looks like broken glass and there's different things in it. And you could just straight up show, like, a break in a view into another universe and just a flaming skull. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. have to cast the person. It doesn't have to be any character, Danny Ketch, Johnny Blaze, whatever. It's just a ghost rider. And boom, that would just blow up, dude. That'd be so awesome. Oh, true. Yeah. Like, just standing there with, or like riding on the bike. Right. You know, flames, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think that could happen with a lot of characters and blow people's minds. Yeah. Like I said, um, we're in a group chat. I would love to just see uh Emma Stone just like all of a sudden you just see her and she's got the spider one costume on. That's all I need and be like, I'll That'd see be that huge. live action. That would blow up every book. <laughs> That'd be like... pretty huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if they that. <clears throat> I don't know if they could do that. Couldn't they? I mean, yeah, I guess they could. Nah, I'm sure they Spider Man character but if Sony, if Sony had any brains, they would allow Marvel to just be like, yo, here's our library. Use what you want because your success is really the only thing that's allowing us to continue movies like Morbius and Madam Web. So I don't know. Surprisingly, Morbius is still selling pretty well from uh from what I've seen. It it, it wasn't a book that tanked. Like, you know, like oh, Eternals first came appearance? out. Yeah. Yeah, like Eternals came out and Eternals one kind of dipped, even though the movie was good, mm-hmm. but still for and it really, and then it didn't really sell too much. But Morbius Man has really still been selling. Like it's not a book that, even though the movie came out and it kind of dipped down, there's still co- there's still a lot of copies being sold on a weekly basis right now, even after the movie and after reviews and people seeing it. Do you think that has anything to do with kind of like um, the age of the book, also, and like you know, amount of copies out there as well? Because Eternals is an older, more expensive book than the mm. Morbius, so maybe you're seeing a little bit more movement because. Morbius is a little bit more attainable than what like Eternals one was pushing two grand for yeah. a while. at one point. Yeah. Nine yeah. eights were definitely in that, that two grand. I don't know what a nine eight on and Morbius was going for. I, I never yeah. saw a sell like that, but, or it could be just because they, they know that maybe Morbius is coming back. You know, we talked about it. Uh, well, I talked about it and you and I know the, the post credit scene. So mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of why they're thinking, Hey, you know, he's still got another round in him, Jared Leto. So yeah, maybe. Jude, if if Jared Leto, <laughs> poor bastard, man, if Jared Leto sticks around for another comic book movie, like after all the hate and the fire he gets for Joker, uh, what else? Joker, uh, Morbius. What's the third mm-hmm. one? I thought he had the three comic book appearances at this point. No, I think it was just the two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God love him if he can stick around. Yeah. So. Um. Next up, so of course this week they dropped a uh, teaser trailer finally, and that's what it is. It is a teaser trailer. It's not anything crazy. It's only a minute and a half, so we have to discuss the Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer. Um, 
Zach, you want to go first? What are your thoughts on sure. this, on the initial viewing? Look, it, you know, when you look back at the MCU, like properties, right. And like the different characters by far Thor's trilogy as a whole was the worst. I mean, Thor's one and two were among the worst. Obviously Ragnarok was amazing, kind of changed it. And I really love, it was like they, that turning point where they realized, okay, look, like we maybe took Thor a little too seriously and now it's working differently. And after Ragnarok in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, we got a better Thor and like more relatable Thor. So of course they're doing the same, um, that same vein and theme for him in this, which I think is great. Um, I think my biggest concern going into this movie before this trailer was kind of where they left him off, right? Like he he went away with the Guardians at the end of Endgame. And so then you hear, boom, we got a Thor movie coming out before Guardians. So I very much was trying to wrap my head around, well, how's that going to work? Is Guardian, are, are the Guardians going to be in this a lot? I love mm-hmm. that we got to see them. It looks like they they might have some early adventures and then they ditch his ass because probably he got really annoying or something. It, it <laughs> looks right, like yeah. Star-Lord just gets real sick of him and probably ditches him. Um, so I, out of the trailer, I think that aspect was my favorite part. So, mm. okay. You, um, I know what yeah, you're, you know, taking was. you know, of course you, you try to, I know me, uh, you know, I tried to pick apart the trailer. It's definitely, of course, Taka with TD. It's the humor that we got, like you said, in the other movies, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of excited to see, uh, obviously the main thing I was super excited to see Jane Foster Thor, right. you know, with him going to like Olympus and you see that real quick shot of, uh, of Zeus, you know, people obviously speculating that Hercules is going to be in there at least at some point, whether he's just kind of like a very minor character. Um, you know, we get some great transitions from comics to, to film with the, uh, what's his name? Fol Fulgarian, the behemoth, like that, yeah. that one shot from uh a thor god a god of thunder storyline so it's really they re- he's really taking it from the gore the god butcher i like how we didn't see gore at all in this i like how they tease just really jane mm-hmm. coming back and then seeing mjolnir uh you know i, I don't know how i'm gonna feel I-, I think it'll be a great movie there's a lot of times of course you know where marvel digitally edits people out so there's some scenes where i feel like you know people are like well where's gamora and i feel like star lord's really looking at Gamora, that one part instead of where you see the him and uh or talking to each other right and then uh you see the guardians in the background and i feel like um chris pratt uh, star lord is kind of looking at Gamora, not really giving the speech to her space. yeah yeah like i feel like that's what it is so you know i i like uh, yeah like you said uh the first two thors were definitely not where they needed to be he was definitely the worst of the characters for the trilogy for their trilogies um Thor Ragnarok definitely killed it. And I think love and thunder will do well. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the, <laughs> the title, but uh, you know, we'll see as, you know, as the trailers come by, you know, they've already started showing off action figures and fungo pops and people are already like mind blown of what gore looks like. And you know, the, Hey, listen, it's Christian Bale. One, I'm pretty what? sure he's getting paid a good amount of money that he doesn't want to have his face covered or be, you know, unrecognizable. And that's the thing, you know, with Disney, you know, you want to see these people. You don't want them to hide behind a mask, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think some of the other some of the other things I really liked about it was, um, I love the kind of like, look, dude, if if you're if you're one of these fans who's sitting there waiting for Eric Masterson, uh, Thunderstrike to show up, it's probably not <laughs> going to happen. So, 
I really liked that they kind of put the costume on him that he kind of has like a Thunderstrike esque look to him at one point. I thought that was that's cool. It's a fun little shout out. Um, it looks like there's also, it, and I don't want to say heavy, but it looks like there is a healthy amount of Korg. And I loved Korg, dude. Like I want mm-hmm. more Korg. Like he's so great uh, in Endgame and Thor Ragnarok. And it looks like they're kind of adventuring around together, which I think is great. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, you, you know, because Taika Waititi voices him, so, right? You right. know, of course he's going to throw. He always throws himself in his own movies. So, and I, he's a great character. He's funny. No one would have suspected him to be like an ongoing character. I think in in this series in hmm. the uh, the MCU. So, yeah, dude. I, you know, um, in terms of the title, whatever. I mean, it kind of matches the theme. It has very much like a '90s theme to it. You know, mm-hmm. Love and Thunder comes across like a very '90s type title. So. Um, and I'm with you on the Christian Bale thing. I've seen some of the pictures of him as Gore. Uh, I'm not very like uh, attached to the character of Gore the God Butcher, so I'm pretty indifferent. I do think mm-hmm. Christian Bale is an amazing actor, so I can't imagine it's going to be bad. Um, yeah, but you never know. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I do like. Um, I mean, they did they did per- pick a perfect song for "Sweet Child of Mine," right? Uh, without a doubt for the trailer so that was really awesome and you get the oh. cool like g like not g1 but like original like thor costume when yeah he's right in the beginning when he's like a kid and then he's like a teenager um i thought that was pretty cool because we've obviously seen that like in disney plus with loki we've seen the classic right loki costume the old old loki so uh, speaking of loki that's my other thing that i kind of really liked about this is possibly no loki i think that's going to be huge i think it's going to be really big to have thor movie without loki and honestly this is the trend we need to go because i feel like that's kind of the problem with you know my favorite characters the x-men is we can have movies where we don't have professor xavier and magneto they don't have to be in every single movie like Mm -hmm. these characters are rich in history and they can operate along so um obviously loki's doing his own thing with what we saw in the disney plus show so a thor movie minus loki great i think i'm all for that so all right so uh next up we have one more article for some tv and uh, movie news so this one's coming over at collider.com this just got posted today on april 21st so bone tv adaptation of jeff smith's comic series is being canceled by netflix so if you don't know bone was a series that was in the early 90s it went through you know early 2000s many different iterations but uh, it was going to be adapted over at Netflix, but, uh, you know, according to uh, the rap bone is one of many projects that has been recently canceled by the streaming service. So according to deadline, you know, they talked about it, that it was announced back in 2019, that it was going to be developed. And here we are 2022 being canceled. Hmm. And, uh, I guess I got to stop sharing my password because that's the problem is, you know, they, they're losing all these subscribers and they said they're cracking down on people sharing their passwords. Zach, uh, my new password is podcast. Combo. Oh, bet bet <laughs> so uh it does suck uh, you know i'm i'm not a huge fan of bone i know it has a cult following i, I think it's would have been really cool to see on netflix but now see i think what happens is does this hurt other shows right. on netflix i feel like this hurts a lot of stuff that's always on netflix because things are always so popular and then they're canceled after one or two seasons yeah. and we know the biggest one that's going to be coming out is something is killing the children so now that is this effect another comic book type show. Yeah, dude. I mean, we saw it with Jupiter's legacy, right? Yep. One, one and done. Um, 
we still have we still have some shows out there. I mean, Lock and Key has one more season and is ending, but I think mm-hmm. that was kind of always the plan. Uh, Umbrella Academy, of course, is coming back. Um, I'm trying to think what other comic book properties we have on Netflix that are currently out there. Um, I think that might be it. But look, you know, I I don't know. It's once again product of the times. There's a lot of theories and reasonings behind. You know, is it because of some of the the uh, shows they've chosen to put out yet? You know, it's kind of the whole going woke situation. Some of, the, I mean, look, dude, like I'm pretty socially open, but there are some shows on there. Like, I mean, okay, I, I'm definitely not watching those shows, and they're you're polarizing. You're you're creating a, an environment where you are making people choose one or the other. And honestly, back in the day when Netflix, when they were the only streaming option, you could do what mm-hmm. you wanted. Now you can go anywhere like, okay, cool. Later Netflix, I got Amazon prime. I've got Disney plus I've got HBO max, Apple TV, uh, Hulu, all of these other opportunities and places to go watch. So I, I don't really feel like now's the time to polarize. But I also know? feel like you miss half the things on there because you know, it, for instance, my Netflix account I have on like my PlayStation and then in our living room, the yeah. Netflix account is my wife. So it's like when I go on there, Obviously, the category isn't the stuff that's, you know, hey, you should check this out. Obviously, it's nowhere near my stuff. But when I come down here and I'm uh, playing on the PlayStation, obviously, all that stuff is for me. So, like, half that stuff that, like, is coming out, like, I don't even know half those movies or half those series that end up being, like, heard of. Like, I didn't hear about Squid Games, even though, like, obviously, it's Netflix. Unless it hits the top 10. But once it's off that top 10 of Netflix, like, I wouldn't see it because it's just not part of the categories that I'm normally clicking on movies. So, you know, especially yeah. comic book stuff. We need more comic book stuff. And it doesn't and it yeah. doesn't always have to be Marvel and DC. Like it needs to be that indie stuff. It needs to be that older stuff. And you know, again, I think when you start canceling series before they are even around, and you know, we knew that with, you know, you figure Swamp Thing lasted one episode and they were like, All right, we're done. And then you got Jupiter's Legacy, which was awesome. Which is, you know, and if anybody yeah. who's out there who has not seen the series yet, please go check it out because it was probably one of my favorite netflix really series good. yeah um if you haven't seen super crooks super crooks was awesome as well that's another uh mark miller adaptation it was animation but still an amazing series and now you got bone bones another thing that's like all right it would have been cool to see that and now we're like mm, I, we're, we're not we don't like it so again it, it fears for me for something is killing the children man i do they think it's gonna be oh too violent oh it's a, it's something is killing the children like oh it's children and right Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like, honestly, like the reason this is happening is because, uh, look, Netflix was game changing in terms of streaming. They were the first, they were the original, the OG, right? And everything was on Netflix. I mean, The Office, Friends, uh, all these like sitcoms, Seinfeld, the ones that people will always watch forever and ever and ever, whether you like them or not. Mm -hmm. And now all these different companies are seeing the success and it's like, hey, you know what? Like, we should do our own. And, you know, then they pull their property, their, their properties over to their own. And it's kind of like you miss it. And so Netflix has had some good things. They've had some good big hits on these, uh, like their, their original movies and whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know, dude, I think it's kind of inevitable. It's, it's sort of when you show so much success, people are going to mimic you and copy you and it's going to take away as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens, man. All right. I'm with well, you though on the comics, dude. Like, 
we want more, right? It, it's sad oh, to see absolutely. this stuff go because then you you worry and you fear that is the industry turning away from that kind of stuff. So, it, believe me, it's a tough route, and I yeah. think something is killing the children is maybe not a series from Netflix. I don't even yeah. think Bone was. Well, Bone could have been cool. You know, there's other series that are in the works or options like Canto. Right. You know, we we really want to see Canto as a, and I feel like Netflix is a perfect mm-hmm. spot for it. And uh, you know, you don't want something to start and then stop after one season. You know, surprisingly, they haven't announced like a conclusion to Umbrella Academy, right? Mm-hmm. Like season three is coming, but they haven't said it's the final season. Obviously, season like you said earlier, four, right? No, this is season three. Season three. Yeah, because season two was when they went back in time. That's right. Uh, Lock and key. I mean, they announced it that this was the final season. I'm I'm still catching up. I really need to to fix finish that. Oh, Sweet Tooth. That's the other series. That's Sweet on. Tooth. Yeah, that's, that's on one. there. That we and that that went. You figure that went like 50 issues in the in the comic book world. So do you really think they're gonna do 50 issues in like two seasons or even three seasons? That's like something I feel like is a little bit longer of a yeah you know, show. Well, look at why the last man got canceled. Like after four episodes, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it was not very good, but. You know, here's the other thing too. Like you're talking about something is killing the children. So let me ask you this. If you had to pick one streaming service based on who's done it the best so far on like a, like what I would consider and what I'm sure you consider a little bit more like the adult comic book properties, what streaming service would you want something is killing the children going to? I feel like it's got to be on Prime, right? Amazon right. Prime. I mean, the boys and Invincible and the yeah. way they've just crushed those two properties that are pretty adult. Um, I think that's where you got to go. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I agree. Yeah, you got to go there. You, I don't think Netflix is the place to be. Right. Something's killing children. <laughs> Just um, the title is troublesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the biggest. That's the biggest fear, and that's what people are going to be like. You know, they're going to see a teaser trailer, and then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I don't think this should be here." Right. We're going to. There's going to be massive after one season, bro. Massive. Yeah, the, the outrage is going to be the worst. So, um, but that's it. Let's let's move on. Uh, this is non comic book related. So excited! Zach, to talk about yeah, this. this is so exciting to talk about this next article, and I I, I think no one's going to be talking about this. So, Zach, please take it away. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't. I can't. I can't claim that I'm like super knowledgeable on this, and I haven't been watching it like Justin has been on Court TV. But oh, I'm all about Court TV right now. I'm sure. I'm sure people are moderately uh, aware of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation that's going on and their tumultuous marriage and incidents that the things that are occurring in terms of violence and whatnot. But we won't talk about that. We won't choose sides here at all, but we will talk about a funny story that apparently Johnny Depp alleges that Amber Heard or maybe one of her friends defecated in their bed after he broke up with her on her 30th birthday. So Johnny Depp goes on to say that he uh, he he blamed Amber Heard for fecal matter found on their shared bed after a fight in which he was, in which he said he was leaving her, adding that his ex-wife's explanation of blaming her dogs was absurd. Johnny Depp goes on to say, my initial response to that was, I laughed, Depp said, describing the reaction to seeing a photo of the feces. It was so outside, it was so bizarre and so grotesque that I could only, only laugh. So, I mean, damn, dude. How how bad can things be that just take a big old number two in the bed right before you bounce? Man, I don't know. I feel like every week we're talking about like DC characters, oh my God, DC right? actors, are, and they're just absolutely terrible in their personal lives. Oh, horrible. Um, now I feel like I want to see an artist draw Amber Heard as Mara, just like taking a poop like in the ocean. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they do poop. They've got to poop. Yeah, but it's just, right? but, yeah, but I mean, like, as like a more of like a joke, like on a bed, like, but yeah, the, the article is absolutely hysterical. Um, as he said, uh, he's like, I, I, I live the photograph that he saw. He's like, I lived with these dogs for many years. It was not the dogs. I didn't feel like I deserved that, that type of treatment. And, uh, you know, again, whether you, you want to choose the side of the, the Pirates of the Caribbean or you want to choose the side of Mira, you know, Queen of Atlantis. Um, it's really up to you, but yeah, it's really interesting. I've been, you know, when I can, I do watch it on court TV and, and I was, <laughs> you know, some of these things where his friends are coming to the stands are very interesting, but, um, you I know, guess I missed, I missed, I missed the fecal matter of the conversation. Well, so he, he goes on to say that they're teacup Yorkies. They weigh about four pounds each. So yeah. <laughs> and then it was the size of like a human, <laughs> a human turd, which is really funny because I, I just, the other night was watching like before bed, I usually pick like a. 30 minute show to watch to kind of like wind down with the wife and uh, we're watching it's always sunny and have you ever mm. have you seen the episode where they they they're trying to solve the mystery of who pooped the bed and uh, uh it's like a murder mystery and like uh no charlie charlie and frank they wake up and there's a turd found in between both of them and then they go down this whole thing of like two turds like rolled together and merged into one big turd and that's what i'm like <laughs> thinking of with these teacup yorkies like like all these little pellet poops, but that they merge together to form one huge human turd. Jeez, oh, no, unfortunately, I, I can't recall that episode. I like the, uh, the episode where, uh, of course, and this happened, and I, I showed it to my wife, where the cat, they, they, the cat gets stuck in the wall, and they got to bang out the walls, yeah. try to get like, the cats out of the wall because it jumps in there. This is so funny, dude. The um, uh, mitten kittens, and they got the oh, uh, kitten mittens. Kitten mittens, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff. I used to watch that show all the time, especially here being on like the East Coast, being in like Philly, like you, you realize and you recognize certain things like when they do things. I'm just like, oh, God, I'm looking at articles and I got I got to follow this court case between Johnny Depp and her because there's just gold. I, I, I found another article right now that just the headline says Johnny Depp testified. He once gave Marilyn Manson a pill so he would stop talking so much. <laughs> like what kind of dirt's coming out, dude? I got I gotta follow this more closely. This is this is great stuff. This is great times on Core TV. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man, I guess you never thought you were gonna tune into Comic Con podcast and hear us talking about Johnny Depp, Amber Heard pooping. Now yeah, I want right? I want a solo or a duo film of just Mira and the Flash, so we can get Ezra Miller, oh. Amber Heard working together, and just the toxic environment that may ensue. Yeah, has there anybody else been in DC that's been? pretty terrible in the past couple of years well mm-hmm. I, I guess well cyborg right because he went on and bashed the hell out of uh yeah but that josh was Whedon. that was just of a josh but josh whedon came out as a massive creep too and was doing like sexually harassing people so yeah um i guess yeah i guess that's that what's race race ray ray parker ray yeah ray ray parker is that right yeah that's about it yeah that's that's the only other person i could think of i don't think there's ever been a batman other you know christian bale's never done anything while he was batman Right. Um, Superman, no. Wonder Woman, no. So, yeah, we got that. Yeah. All right. Well, after the fecal matter, let's talk about what are we currently reading. Let's uh, let's end this podcast on a on a high note. So, Wait, that was um, a high note. What are you talking about? I said on a high note. That, that wasn't a high note, really. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's something out of the blue from here on the podcast. So, <laughs> um, what are we currently reading this week? Uh, let's talk about some hot garbage, and it's been hot. Gar- yeah, here we go. Hot garbage. Hot. Some hot poop. Some hot so, turd. Some hot turd. Uh, hot turd of the week. Yo. 
I'm sorry. The Hulk is such a terrible book. I know I've <laughs> talked about it before, but Donny Cates needs to stop writing the Hulk. Like, I don't, if someone is out there and can tell me like really what's going on and they think that this is a great Hulk story, more power to you. But right. this has been the worst six episodes, six issues I've ever read of a comic book from a great writer. Do you agree? Yeah, it's, you know, well, and I, I, think... I, wouldn't, I would, let me, let me preface oh, yeah, that. Great going. writer, great writer, meaning like someone who's very popular right now, right, I guess. Right, I wouldn't say right. he's great in the worlds of like Frank Miller or, um, you know, not yet. Other older yeah. people. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, oh. you know, and I think I disagreed with you on the first issue. You hated it right out the gate. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, it's a different take. Maybe I'll give it a little bit and maybe it'll grow on me and maybe I'll see where he's going with this. But honestly, yeah, it just, I don't know what's going on with it. And on the hype too, around this Titan, like I just, now I feel like he's kind of trolling fans a little bit which i would not put past donny cates like he's like oh big big release new character titan and then titan was like not even barely in the issue like it was not even a big deal i didn't feel like did you he yeah i think there was like uh maybe two panels yeah it was the hulk Hulk or some shit yeah yeah and then we go back to to robocop hulk which is (laughs) uh whatever but of course now this sets up this new story arc uh what's a banner war it's called Right. Um, with two properties. And, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a two crossover little series with them. So that's my hot garbage. But what am I currently reading, which is actually really good. And, and thanks to Zach, because actually we talked about this, I think, uh, two days ago, because of course I missed this because there's so many different Batman series out right now. Uh, Batman the Night, uh, of course, done by Chip Zdarsky. So this week we saw issue four come out. And um, I actually had to run and pick up all four issues because I did not even pick up <laughs> issue one. So um you know thanks to zach for for putting me onto this title i liked it i liked it a lot um you know it's like you said it's very kind of batman begins you have an angry each issue has you know something a little different you have bruce wayne who's kind of still in his like i guess high school maybe college uh, college years in issue one he still doesn't know his place he ends up leaving Uh, i like this the second issue where he goes and meets up with like a thief so he's kind of like learning he's learning how to be a you know, I guess a superhero vigilante, whatever you want to call it, but he's training with a thief, like training with a bad guy. And he doesn't like that. You know, he, he says to this girl that, you know, at the end of this, he's like, I'm going to arrest you. Um, and you, after he he slept with her too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Bruce, like (laughs) moral high ground there. Yeah. And, uh, of course then you meet, you know, you meet some characters that were, that showed up in, you know, other comics, like you got Henry Ducard, you know, who's been a, someone newer in the world in the probably the new like the new 52 era of batman but you know you get to see everything that kind of like was a little bit like batman begins but they've kind of changed it a little bit but i liked it four issues in it it was it's definitely been a good read for uh chip zadarsky's writing i I thoroughly enjoyed it and just his uh you know the last two issues that have brought him to the monastery and learning all about you know different tactics and styles is very interesting as well Hey, who do you think um, that guy is? Anton. Do you think he's going to end up being? So that's I don't. I don't think it's. I'm not getting the Ghostmaker vibe. Actually, I was kind of wondering if it's going to end up being because the name Anton is going to end up being KG Beast. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't because Ghostmaker they told that story, like their origin, and I don't think it started with Master Kirigi. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think his name, I mean, I know his his name is different too, but I I felt like that's where they could have gone, but you're right. 
you know, I, I that's my thought. Like just as a reader, I was yeah. just like, because I forgot Ghostmaker's real name. Um, I was just like, oh, maybe it's him. And then eventually he's going to get blinded because obviously that's what, you know, Ghostmaker is blind and stuff like that. But then, then I'm also thinking like Ghostmaker was also rich like him. And yeah. this kid's like, kind of like a, you know, he was like a street rat type of character. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see who that uh, ends up being. Um, but yeah, but- it's a, it's a good read. I liked it four issues in it's only 10 issues. So, you know, we're almost halfway through the, we're basically halfway through the series coming out every month hopefully it'll finish up before the end of the year and they don't skip anything but um you know we're we're looking forward to this because of course chip's going to be taking over on batman uh very shortly right yeah um when like after this 125 yeah right yep yeah after, uh, after this uh joshua williamson current run chip's taking mm-hmm. over as the writing so you know good little like teaser you know wet the whistle so, yeah that's what I'm currently reading. What about you, man? What, what's some stuff that you got been picking up? So I kind of feel like it's been a pretty light couple of weeks, to be honest with you. Like there hasn't really been, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot out there. And uh, I probably would have talked about Batman the Night as well. So I'm going to keep it pretty brief because both these comics I've talked about before. And I just think that they're really, really great. And the first one is the Power Rangers. Power Rangers 18 came out. Um, the title Power Rangers follows the Omega Power Rangers. So it's the original Trini, Zach, and Jason, as well as like this new, uh, you'll like this, this new cat who also is uh, an Omega Ranger who can huh. morph as well. Um, named Yale, Yale, I guess is how I pronounce it. Spelled like Yale, I guess, but um, really cool, man. Ryan Parrott, the whole Power Rangers universe. I've, I've spoken on it multiple times. It's just so much fun and I love what they're doing there. It's just, it's really, really good. So thought that issue was great. And then the other one that I really liked as well should be no surprise with Nice House on the Lake number eight. Um, really pushing Still that story forward. It. Really? Okay. Yeah. You might as well wait, to be honest with you. I, at this I, point, um, I know, right? I just get yeah. the trades. I think I want to. Is it 12 or 10 issues? I, I keep 12, forgetting. I think it. it's 12. Well, I'm it's definitely on the cover. Gonna, they have the different number. They have like the symbols. Oh, yeah. You're right. 12 symbols. I want to. Uh, when it gets close, when it's the end, I'm going to reread them all in a row because it is a kind of a one of those stories that there's a lot of like, you know, new lore and kind of stuff going mm-hmm. on, but uh, it's so good. man. It's so good. But other than that, that's kind of all I have. Like I said, it's been, a, it's been kind of a light couple of weeks in comics. I feel like. In the week yeah, I agree. Stuff. It's weird. Um, you know, sometimes there's a lot and then sometimes there's, there's nothing. And, you know, with a lot of titles that have been ending, I, I feel like they're gearing up towards something. Right. And also, you know, Marvel with their, the way they're, they were printing. It's like, you were expecting a title to come out this week and it's not coming out for like another three weeks because of the printing paper issues. So, yeah. you know, especially, you know, for me, obviously both the high Republic, high Republic and high Republic adventures is done. So that's like two less books that I'm getting on a, on a monthly basis. Um, you know, there's just right now, I feel like it's like a lot of little minis that are doing like with the Marvel stuff. Right. You know, you yeah. just had the dark ages just ended right now. You got the Gwenverse stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's another, little mini event in there as well but that's why i feel like you're, you're just getting these like five issue things like spider punk's gonna be five issues it's they're not really doing a lot of the ongoing stuff yeah i think shang chi's issue mm-hmm. 11 just came out so it ends next month um i'll tell you what when we don't usually talk about this but next week i'm so excited next week we've got tmnt last ronin number five so the last one's coming out can't <laughs> wait it's been like three months since the last issue something like that yeah so um I love that. I'm already preemptively choosing that as my 
what I'm currently reading next week. Last oh yeah, I'm definitely excited. I, I, I'm excited to read that too next week. Yeah. Just to, to close it out, it's been what a year and a half, I guess. Twenty. I know. Oh my god, it's been forever. Twenty twenty, early twenty twenty, came out. Maybe. What really? No way. 20. Yeah. Twenty. Last Ronin. I gotta look this up, dude. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, it's been a up. while. I'm telling you, I think it started before the before the pandemic, without a doubt. Last Ronin. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Came out. Uh, twenty twenty. Damn, you are right, bro. You nailed it. That is wild. And there's five issues. <laughs> what? So, what they put uh, them out like every three months, dude. Yeah, so. that, that's just awful. That's not even. That's I don't even know. Well, yeah, I'm excited to, for that next week. And some other, you know, other things are ending. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens as the solicitation, solicitations come out for upcoming books over the summer. So that's it for uh, us here at the Comic Con podcast. Uh, for myself, closing words, if you're listening to this early enough and you're following me on Instagram Friday night, I will be doing an Instagram live claim sale for slabs, possibly Saturday night, Star Wars on whatnot. But yeah, if you're listening to this early, check it out. I got a teaser pickup and I'm going to be doing at least about 40 slabs. We're going to be running through as fast as can. Great prices. Get them out of there. Best offers, stuff like that. So um, that's me. Zach, what do you got? Anything? Yeah, just um, if you get a chance, check out Moonlit Comics on YouTube. You can watch all of her great uh, content there, as well as the episode on Wednesday night where we talk about Ghost Rider and show off some of our Ghost or key Ghost Rider collections. And there's a lot of interesting stuff, man. Um, I thought I had great books, and some the, the two other guys who were with me had amazing stuff as well. So I was having a lot of fun with just the collections and things that were brought in the conversations about Ghost Rider and. Uh, and all that so check that out moonlit comics on youtube our friend michelle and uh yeah give it a give it a view let us know how it was yep and uh if you haven't checked out our bonus content we of course have the morbius review last week uh both myself and newbie comics so make sure you check that out if you've seen morbius and you want to hear all about um our thoughts i know zach got to kind of see it and he'll eventually at some point uh you know give us his final review like 75 percent of it yeah yeah. and then also check out newbie comics on youtube instagram and whatnot so that's it for this week on the podcast peace out everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Later.